Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. few months ago about a year or so ago we started getting this comment on this channel which was you ain't got really nothing to say all you're doing is reacting to what other people are saying you're not really saying what you think you're just a reaction channel that's what we got right but now that it seems so many different media personalities are diving into the independent space it seems like Everyone is reacting to what everyone else is saying. Now, what am I talking about? In the past, normally what would happen is whenever you had these high-profile sports uh, personalities out there, they would seldom talk about themselves. They would talk about athletes. They would talk about situations. They would talk about events. But they would rarely talk about themselves. But now that they've come into this independent space, you find them now producing entire shows based off of what other people said And in some cases, it's not even based on what they said about them because some people will try to use that as an out. Well, no, they're only responding to what's being said about them and that's not the case. So it's just funny because I guess we're all now reaction channels, it will seem like, right? The irony in that. The irony in that. Well, I'm I'm going to leave that part. I don't want to give too many uh, uh, things away. But anyway, uh, that's what I've been noticing. Now, why am I bringing this up? Uh, Yesterday... Stephen A. Smith published the show on his podcast. And during his podcast, uh, the first kind of like teaser kind of had the headline, The New Undisputed, right? So I knew he was going to be discussing that. So I think they released the full show and then subsequently they started releasing individual clips. So then I, then I came across a clip. And in this clip, Stephen A. Smith was addressing some comments that Skip Bayless made when he was explaining how him and Richard Sherman got into that blow up on TV 10 plus years ago. And he was giving his side. And during his explanation, this was on his show, The New Undisputed with Richard Sherman there, he was basically saying that, listen, ESPN was going through, or at least first take, was going through a probationary period. And Stephen A. Smith was also seeking to have an afternoon show because he was working very hard and he was tired of waking up so early to come do the morning show. That's what he said. So what happened? Stephen A. Smith caught a whiff of that. And he then decided to produce a show. And in this show, he was basically setting Skip Bayless 
uh, 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 what is it? Checking him on the facts. Like, wait a minute. Yes, that was an element of why we were under probation, but it wasn't just that. So as I listened to him, he basically went on to say that there are other reasons why we were also on, prob on probation and you played a major role in us being on probation during that period. And it was part of the reason why you could not go back at Richard Sherman the way you would have liked to. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Stephen A. Smith said. It's a little bit lengthy, but I want you guys to listen to it in its entirety. And then we're going to come back and give you guys our full thoughts on this. We'll take a listen to that there. Skip Bayless told the truth. We were in dicey situations. No doubt about it. He did not lie to y'all. Um, if you remember, <clears throat> I was considered a relatively controversial individual. And obviously I ruffle feathers from time to time, no doubt. There's a lot of mistakes that I made in my career. And there's no doubt about that. When I uttered, you know, when I, when I misspoke, speaking about the Ray Rice situation, and I didn't articulate my thoughts as cogently as I should have. I had an issue there. But I want to remind everybody, I wasn't the only reason. The part that Skip Bayless did not say is that although First Take had climbed the charts and was really establishing ourselves as the flagship show of the network as opposed to Sports Center, where we were en route to doing that, the part that Skip Bayless left out was the fact that the bosses at the time didn't care. They had remembered that Skip Bayless lived off of talking about Tim Tebow every day before I arrived. They had accused Skip Bayless, meaning the public, of being a caricature of himself. And even though Skip was incredibly proud of his Tim Tebow coverage and what was peeled from it, the bosses weren't necessarily enamored with it. Skip Bayless was incredibly proud of his coverage of Tim Tebow. The bosses felt otherwise. And so that's the part he left out. I wasn't the only reason that that probationary period per se existed. It existed because the network wanted to make sure that our show wasn't one that just generated ratings, but one that didn't cause them embarrassment and shame. Now, I didn't want to talk about Tebow every day and I damn sure wasn't going for it and it stopped when I arrived. But to be clear and fair to Skip, it did elevate the popularity of the show to some degree, even if people were critical of it. When they talked about Tim Tebow every day, although it got on folks' nerves, the bottom line is there were ratings that came from that. And Skip was very, very proud of that coverage. 
So it's not to throw shade on it from that. I'm just talking about what the bosses felt. The public might have been critical of it, might have minded. Some might not have minded, but they still watched. But in the end, they weren't too happy with it. The bosses I'm talking about. That is where the probationary period came from, too. So I thought Skip left that out. So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say. You heard what he had to say. Here are my thoughts on this. First of all, I was unaware of what was taking place within ESPN around that Tim Tebow saga. Now, I remember that Tim Tebow saga, and it was unlike anything you have seen. For the people that missed it, there's nothing that has happened in recent times with Skip Bayless like that Tim Tebow thing. I mean, he has the Tom Brady thing. He's had other few... Uh, uh, what is it? He liked Ben Simmons. I think he. there were other few guys that he was a major fan of and he was kind of on the outside looking in, but there was nothing like Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow was extremely polarizing. And Tim Tebow had this thing that annoyed a lot of NFL players and a lot of commentators, which was for the majority of a game, he would play horrendously. And then in the fourth quarter, he would hit some type of switch and he would pull off some type of miracle run and the Broncos would win games. And he ended up with his unorthodox style. Help, he helped lead that team into the playoffs. And I think they ended up actually getting a playoff victory, which gave Skip Bayless even more ammunition. And during that period, during that period, Skip Bayless was taking on all challengers. He would insult you up and down if you even try to tell him that he did not know what he was talking about when it came to, when it came to Tim Tebow. And trust me, a lot, a lot of analysts were frustrated at, uh, at Skip Bayless during that Tim Tebow period. Now, what I was unaware of was the external backlash that the show may have been receiving, which is what Stephen A. Smith just revealed. Apparently... The network was afraid of them turning into a clown show by having Skip Bayless, one of their biggest stars, go out there every single day and sing the praises of Tim Tebow when everyone, well, almost everyone with the exception of Skip Bayless, had come to the conclusion that Tim Tebow wasn't a very good quarterback, that he could not throw the football. And they probably felt like they were losing some credibility when you had a guy like this on television. But Stephen A. Smith did say that it was also generating ratings. So again, put the put ESPN in a catch-22. So I think when Stephen A. Smith heard the backstory that Skip, Skip Bayless said on the show, he's like, wait a minute now. We were on probation, but it wasn't just because of me. And full disclosure, I didn't even know that these shows can go on couldn't go on probation, which goes to show you the power that these advertisers have on these networks. Because if you start doing things, it's going to jeopardize your dollars or, or uh, what is it, uh, um, blemish the image of the sponsors that are associated with you. <laughs> You're going to need to make some changes, right? Now, Stephen A. Smith, um, this isn't the first time that he's put out this type of message. Uh, as a matter of fact, what Stephen A. Smith just said about Skip Bayless in terms of setting the record straight was actually what Skip Bayless did about a year or so ago when Stephen A. Smith went on, I think it was The View or one of these shows where he was talking about the inception of ESPN First Take, where he essentially said that, uh, what is it? Skip Bayless came to him basically saying, I need your help. 
because, you know, I, we want to take the show to the next level. I need your help. And then Skip Bayless came out and said that was absolutely not how it played out. We were doing all right. We were already doing great. And they had this big blow up. And apparently Stephen A. Smith actually went to Skip Bayless's house in Los Angeles where they talked it out. But it was a pretty big thing. And Skip Bayless was very, very upset with Stephen A. Smith. And he made his feelings publicly clear on his channel, on his podcast. So this isn't something new. I think Stephen A. Smith is doing exactly what Skip Bayless already did to him. So I'm going to be very, very interested to see if Skip Bayless is going to have a rebuttal uh, to the comments that Stephen A. Smith just made or if he's just still going to be too caught up in his new situation. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Y'all already know how I feel about Ben Simmons, but today we got to talk about him again. So for those of you who may not be aware, yesterday we produced a show around Ben Simmons that was centered on Ben Simmons. Now, what am I talking about? Ben Simmons recently came out there and made some comments. As a matter of fact, what I want to do is I want to read from the article that we read yesterday, which was from Marca.com. The article basically says, Ben Simmons speaks on future, says he would want to return to Philadelphia. Drafted as the number one overall pick by the Philadelphia 76ers in 2016, Ben Simmons' career has had its fair share of highs and lows. After being traded to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden in February of 2022, he faced an especially challenging period. Plagued by knee and back issues, Simmons sat out the entirety of the 2021-2022 NBA season and played only 42 games for the Nets. However, he has spent this offseason in Miami working intensively on his physical rehabilitation, and he's optimistic about his prospects for the upcoming season. Simmons told Anscape Mark Spears, I'm excited because I know I can do it. I've evolved as a player and can't wait to show that on the court. Last season, he averaged a modest 6.9 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 6.1 assists per game. Numbers he attributes to his uh, his then untreated herniated disc. Following back surgery in April 22, Simmons now clears he's at 100%. He further discussed the ordeal of being physically unfit to play, emphasizing the most uh, emphasizing that most people didn't grasp the full scope of his condition. Now recovered, he's amazed at the difference in his comfort and mobility. In the summer of 2021, Simmons requested a trade from the 76ers, citing mental health issues. He even filed a grievance against the team for withholding approximately $20 million of his salary. However, Simmons says he harbors no ill feelings towards Philadelphia, describing it as a second, his second home. He elaborated, if I were to be traded, I'll prefer to go back to Philadelphia. Right now, what's happening is we're beginning to get the charcoal ready because we're about to start the roast and they're getting ready to roast Ben Simmons. So those were the comments this, uh, that Ben Simmons uttered. Now, yesterday, what happened? Stephen A. Smith produced the show. And of course, these shows, if you're doing it that day, you're going to be talking about the hot topics of the day. So we talked about Undisputed, but then I saw at the end of it, he was going to be discussing Ben Simmons's, com ben Simmons's comments. So what happened today? I clicked on the show to see what he had to say about Ben Simmons. And when Stephen A. Smith started to talk about Ben Simmons, he seemed pretty irked. And out of nowhere, he just started obliterating this dude all over the, my computer screen. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what he had to say about Ben Simmons. It was pretty, pretty intense. So put on your seatbelts. And then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to that there. Ben Simmons, NBA player for the Brooklyn Nets, formerly for the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Brooklyn Nets guard Ben Simmons recently shared photos of himself working out. And he said, quote, for me to come back and dominate people will be great. I don't intend to come back the same player because I am not even close to that. That's what he said. Um, I have to be. I want y'all to understand that when I say this, I'll openly confess to you that to some degree. It's a little personal. I'm pretty pissed off at Ben Simmons right now. Seriously. I think Ben Simmons at this particular moment is trifling as hell. And I say that respectfully because I like him. I loved him as a player when he played. And I like him as a person. He's a nice guy. I remember last year he came up to me and was talking about, you know, you know, just talking to me privately about some things and really opened up and expressed himself. And, and I'm not going to share his business because that's his business to share. But I really appreciated that. And he came up to me man to man. And I love that. What I have a problem with him, for though, is that he's talking before he actually does. This brother has been basketball's version of Mr. Irrelevant for the last two years. And I want to emphasize this too. I'm sensitive to mental health issues. I don't think we laugh at that. I don't think we excoriate that. I don't think we diminish that and act like, you know what? It's not an issue and it's not issues that people suffer from. People are harming other people. People are harming themselves. Those are people with mental issues. When you saw Naomi Osaka and how she would have these emotional and mental breakdowns, you know, inside of tennis arenas, press conferences and stuff like that. We've seen other people look, man, it's not a joke. And I understand that, but I pay attention to how you act when you're away from that environment. And you know what I noticed about Ben Simmons? He always makes sure he gets his money. He's never so disillusioned or foggy that he, he, he forgets when that check gets deposited. He certainly ain't foggy in the mind enough not to go get them fly-ass outfits he be wearing sometimes. Sitting on a bench in orange one week, yellow another. You know, looking like the male model and, and, and looking fly as hell. I wish I looked that good. Brother's a good-looking brother. And I ain't swirling like that. I'm a heterosexual, but damn it, I'm man enough to know when somebody looks better than me. He does. Well, most people look better than me, but that's beside the point. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I ain't chopped liver, but damn it, I ain't no male model. Brother looks good. Making money. Tremendous basketball player. And to be clear, ain't shit as a competitor. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Enough of the talking while you're playing in the summer league. Enough of the talking while you ain't going against real competition. Ain't nobody look at your body and say you didn't have one. Ain't nobody look at your face and call you ugly. Ain't nobody look at you and say you need to get more definition or you need to get in shape. What we said is your behind needs to be on a basketball court. That's what we said. And he ain't there. But you still got to pay him back, knees, and all these surgeries and got 10 different people vouching for you and how legit your injuries are. Well, when the hell did they happen while you were taking out the garbage? Did you slip in the bathtub? 
Did you forget to cut your toenails low enough and bang them into a step or something while you were running up and really hurt yourself and you still ain't recovered from it? So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say about Ben Simmons. Now, before some people start piling on on, on Stephen A. Smith, oh, all he does is blah, 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 blah. Let me read you some of the comments that people were leaving on Ben Simmons' post via NBA Central that we got uh, yesterday via, uh, what is it, fadeawayworld.net. Let me read you. The post says, Ben Simmons says his goal is to dominate players next season. For me to come back and dominate people will be great. I don't intend to come back the same player I was last season because that's not even close to where I am. I'm excited because I'm like, damn, I would. Somebody wrote, we know that. <laughs> we know that ain't happening. And then another person posted a picture. The look when a jigger lion, but you listening anyway. Another person said, Nets are about to finally win the Ben Simmons and James Harden trade. Another fellow said, zero point Ben Simmons wants the playoff starts after dominating the regular season. Another person said, he doesn't even, he doesn't dominate anyone though. He's a pass first forward. How about you try to dominate the free throw line before other, before other players? People were roasting him uh, over his comments, over the comments that he made uh, on Twitter, right? And if you listen to some of the things that people said, they're basically expressing the same sentiments as Stephen A. Smith said, which is, I'll believe it when I see it. Ben Simmons has found himself in a situation where now he's like the little, little, little boy crying wolf, right? You've done it before so many times that now no one believes you. What am I talking about? Ben Simmons for years is infamous for releasing videos in the off season of him shooting jumpers like Stephen Curry or Klay Thompson. Then the minute the season ensues, Ben Simmons doesn't even look at the rim. During the offseason, during practices, he's fantastic. Sometimes you wonder where, where was this? Where was all? And as a matter of fact, a few years ago, when they posted the pictures of, of the videos of him shooting, Joel and B was like, where was this when we needed it? Like, where was this when we needed it? So Ben Simmons has developed a reputation for being one of those people that talks too much before delivering. And it's gotten to the point where people no longer want to hear you talk. They want to see you deliver. It's the same thing with Paul George. We produced a video uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before that, or it was yesterday. And we're talking and highlighting some comments Paul George made about the, uh, what is it, the Clippers scheduling, like questioning the NBA. Why do you guys keep giving us this ridiculous schedule? And I was going through the comments. And at one point, I just kept on seeing the reoccurring comment. Excuses, excuses. It's going to be another excuse. People, after a while, they get tired of it. Whether it's, whether if it's valid or not, they get tired. And it comes a point where people want to see you actually go out there and perform. And if you're not doing that, what happens sooner or later is that people are going to start tuning you out. Now, for Stephen A. Smith to roast Ben Simmons like that, but this is not the first time he's done it because Stephen A. Smith is one of those people, based on the, the tone of what he was saying, he wasn't so sure that Ben Simmons was actually going through all of those mental health issues, and he wasn't the only one. Not saying that that's what he said, he felt, but you could tell. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.